As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cool careers and everybody out there. I am Marcus D. Wiley, a Renaissance man, comedian, uh, racist <laughs> personality, uh, college professor, author. Whatever it takes to get a check, I'm pretty much that. But definitely a uh, husband, father, all that good stuff. And uh, happy to be here. Well, that leads me to the next thing. What you also used to be was my neighbor. So yeah. with the connection. <laughs> so just something to tell you, like a, you know, a fun fact. The season opener for my first season was uh, Maria Jackson. Who, uh, she's a judge in Harris County. And she also used to live in the Ventana building. So I would say after that experience from Ventana, I would say it's you, the other Marcus, um, um and Maria. So anyway, those are those are our takeaways and our experiences. So and let me tell you another thing. Uh okay. none of us will live in the Ventana right now. Let me say that. <laughs> let me say that. <laughs> it was good in the early two thousands. We were there from the beginning, right? Like yeah, yeah, we was we were one of the first I think they told us we were the thirteenth uh yeah. person there, you know, but yeah, good times. You know, we were there when it was brand new. And, you know, and y'all escaped before we did, actually. Yeah, um, it wasn't We had to. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I personally think connections are very important. Relationships are very important when it comes to your career. This is what I, you know, kind of advise for those that's in your early career for you to you know, build your network, really, you know, connect. Can you start off by telling us 
how connections have been important for you in your career? They've been everything. Um, you know, people will tell you, back, I mean, I remember people saying back when I was a child, they'll say stuff like, you know, make sure you treat everybody like they are VIP. You know, uh, when I got the job as a teacher, it was the custodian who I was talking to who actually mm -hmm. went to the principal and said, you need to hire that young man. Now, this mm -hmm. is the custodian. This is the yeah. person with everything. Got all the keys on him. And he went and told the principal. And the principal told me, I hired you because the custodian, you know, spoke highly of you. And so, uh, you know, you got to treat people right because you just never know how how they connect you to others. And so pretty much in everything I've done uh, when I became a college professor, that was a connection. You know, my dean was actually a, a professor of mine in undergrad. And, mm. Okay, okay. When he became the dean, boom, he was like, yo, remember me from undergrad? And we were good. Uh, I got on the morning show, you know, with Miss Yolanda Adams, just, uh, her co-host at the time was a guy named Funky Larry Jones, who was right. a radio in Houston. And uh, I mean, he still is actually from Magic 102. Mm -hmm. And when they said they needed a comedian, he was like, yo, I know this guy. Uh, you know, because they them had worked together at the Arena Theater. He was the uh, resident host and I was the resident comedian at the time. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. On that morning show. And so, and then definitely doing comedy, you know, when you go different places and and um, people like you, you respect them, they respect you, and they think you're cool, and then they just refer you to keep getting booked. So connections, everything. Yeah, and so you kind of did a two-in-one. You kind of walked us through your journey. Tell us what you um, what you taught as a as a professor. I teach communication courses. Uh, okay. so many things from verbal, nonverbal. Uh, interviewing, persuasion, health communication, business professional communications, group communication. So whatever's under that umbrella, that's what I teach. And was that your major? You majored in communication? Ah, uh, that's what I got my master's in. I got my master's in communications, but I got my bachelor's in radio, TV, film. I see. So this was always your plan? Like... Yeah, I always wanted to be a professor. I didn't think I would be doing it so soon. You mm -hmm. know, I thought I'd oh, have a big, amazing career and then come back as an older professor, you know, all grade and, right. you know, and, and, you know, just telling the youngsters what's up. But, you know, I've been doing it now since 2002, so. I see. And are you at TSU? Yes. Okay. And that's where you went undergrad, right? Yeah, I went to undergrad. Okay. Yeah, I got my BA and my MA at Texas Southern. Mm -hmm. All right. So, what, since you majored in radio, and so you wanted to be in radio, basically. What was your plan, like, early career? Oh, no. I always wanted to do commercials. That's what okay. I wanted to do. I wanted to do commercials. I was good. I felt at the time in college just coming up with creative ideas, uh, jingles, things of this nature. Mm. I thought, you know, I wanted to do commercials. I, I, I really love commercials. Really? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. And then maybe do a sitcom. You know, I've written a couple of sitcoms and stuff like that. So maybe a sitcom. But that, but that's where I was, you know, that's what I was thinking I was going to be doing. And then, uh, you know, uh, when I graduated, what, I went to 
through uh, BET. I got a job as a producer at BET working on a show called Hits from the Streets. Okay, I remember that show. That, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. There three All right. Years. Yeah, three years. And, and then, you know, people liked him. They thought he was so funny. And he was. <laughs> he was. But I was writing it. And so it was like, well, I must be funny. Right. So, <laughs> let me cut the oh. middle man out. And so that's how I became a comedian. Yeah. So was that the first time you actually found out you were funny? You didn't think you were funny prior to that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I knew I knew I had the wit and the uh, stage press. I've been hosting things and stuff like that. But I didn't think I could do stand-up comedy because most of the, the guys I like and the young ladies I like that, does, that do stand-up, they curse. You know, they use vulgarity and profanity. And, you yeah. Know, and I can do that. I know how to do it. But, but because my dad is a pastor and grandfather's a pastor, I just didn't want to be presenting myself on stage in that fashion. I don't have no problem with people that do. I'm just right, saying, right. No judgment, but yeah, it's just no not judgment. your style. It's just what my style. You know, I do that behind closed doors. Amen. But um, but in front, but in front of the masses, I couldn't do it. So I didn't think being a comedian, you know, was feasible. And then, I see. Uh, and then a guy showed me some some clean cats, and he was like, "Yo, you can do this." Yeah, yeah, it really works for you. I love your spiritual angle. I think it's very clever. I think you, it's, you know, you got your own niche. And so basically, you started off that way, right? Is that what yeah, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, started off clean. Uh, started started off at a, a uh, coffee shop in Pearland called Muddy Waters Coffee Shop before Pearland was all built up. Yeah. And uh, uh, Desiree Irby and, and Ann Williams. They own, shout out. Yeah, shout out. They own the coffee shop. Two black ladies doing their thing. Yeah. And, um, and so, but they wanted no cussing, no vulgarities. That was their thing. And so they wanted to keep their stuff pure and holy. And so, and so that's how, you know, that's how I started. Yeah, I remember that. We actually came out to see you uh, once out there. Uh, and um, we also were patrons of the Candy Lady. Which candy was a lot of <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the Candy Lady and your whole concept about the Candy Lady, because I always thought it was really, really cute. I loved it. Yeah, so the Candy Lady and my college roommate and one of my best friends, Keelan Peru, we um Shout out Keelan! Shout out Keelan. Once the Candy Lady, I mean, once I started doing comedy, Keelan was like, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He got his hand in everything. He was like, yes. hey, you need to get your own club. I was like, my own club? He was like, yeah, your own club. Why you I, sound I, I, like you? Yeah, I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking, I wasn't even thinking on that level. But he was right. like, he's like, yeah, get your own club. You ain't got to perform every week. You perform when you're in town, but you already have some, a place where people can go. And then when you're not working, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You have some. And so our whole thing was, though, man, but we ain't wanted liquor and, you know, we wanted to be different and kind of eclectic. And so right. he's like, what can we call this? So we both grew up in the hood. He, he was in third ward, I was in fourth ward, and we had these things called candy ladies back in the day. These were homes that you went to. You didn't get a receipt, okay? But uh, the lady at the house, she had like cool cups and tea cakes and candy and all this type of stuff. So that's what we brought that to the to the club. So we was uh, selling throwback candy like uh, Chico sticks and nerds and all that and Kool-Aid and pickles with the peppermint in it. We, you know, yeah. that's how we was selling the candy later while you watch comedy. It was a great idea. The problem is it didn't make money. It's only so much you can, a pickle. Right. You can't charge a pickle for right. the same price you charge a frozen margarita. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, <laughs> yeah, so, I hear you. I hear you. And I loved all of it. But you're right. I mean, back in the day, you know, we used to call that like penny candy and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, so by the time you're doing it, you can charge a dollar, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and we charged more, but it still wasn't enough. It wasn't know? enough. Yeah. 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 People that go out, they like alcohol. Uh-huh, they like alcohol. They can enjoy the comedy better that way, it seems. <laughs> yeah, does your family think you're funny? Sometimes. Okay, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, because they get what the public don't get, which is, you know, Marcus, when I'm talking about the bills, and when I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> they gotta get that side. Right, right. So, for a while, it took me a minute to get a balance because mm -hmm. my wife used to be like, yeah, you out hee hee high over here. But then at home, you really you know? And so I had to learn, okay, I gotta be able to do, take this home. But I just look right. at it as a job. It's not it's not my life, that's my job. So when I come home, I'm, I'm like, you know, James Evans. Not James Evans. <laughs> what I fist. But you know, now, nah, you know, I'm better now. I'm better. I'm better. Yes, I understand. Well, that that kind of I'm I'm happy you embarked on that because I am a I'm a I'm quite fascinated with comedians. So I wanted to ask you what type of comedian you were, and I, I kind of hear what you're saying. I see comedians or or I would say natural comedians are very dark individuals. I don't know if you yeah, and you know, they don't have that presence. So I just wanted to know a little bit about, you know, how your normal personality is. No doubt. Well, I'm very, you know, I, I'm, I'm outgoing, uh, definitely. Uh, I've, I've always been like the life of the party, you know, even <laughs> before comedy. Yeah. You know, I, already, I already was popular. Like comedy didn't, 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 didn't bring that to me. Yeah. You know, I was already that. Um, you know what I'm talking about in my world is what I'm saying yeah. in my world. Definitely comedy made it bigger because it's all across, but I wasn't 
it wasn't new to me that people know you everywhere you go. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so, um, but I think for me, I'm more of a storyteller. I talk about my life. You know, I figure I have a great life. You know, even before comedy, um, you know, I had a great life. I mean, I've been blessed, you know, and so I just try to share, you know, my whole mantra is to uh, make light and shed light. I like it. What I do with my comedy, you know, so I'm trying to make life of whatever your situation is. So I talk a lot about marriage, I talk a lot about parenting, yeah. talk a lot about jobs I've had, you know, all that type of stuff. So I want to make light of it because I know other people deal with some of those same things. Then I also want to shed light. So that's the difference between maybe what I do and what others do. Right. Because I want you to leave not only having a good time, but I also want to, you know, be thought provoking and have you look at something a different way and, you know, maybe that'll maybe help you out. Yeah, I really like that. I, that needs to be a t-shirt as well. I, li I like that you know, saying. I, I miss the craft Yes, make light shed light. I like it. It's a nice mantra to have. Now you you mentioned how you were raised. Are your is your mom, your grandfather, your dad? Are they like you know also proud of you and you know just keeping a lot of you know I would say your fundamentals and your foundation of of how you've been raised you know throughout your life throughout your career. Yeah, I think um, so. My mom lives with uh, my family and my family. My wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, so nice. my father, my father that raised me, he died in two thousand nine. Okay. And then mom was out of the house. I had bought them a home in two thousand five, and so she was out there by herself. And I don't think she was doing well. Mm -hmm. know, so I asked my wife, you know, you know how she feel about that. You know, nobody want to live with their in laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only child. And I sold. Oh, you're the only one. Okay. Yeah, because I'm the only one that's gonna look after my mom. You know? Yeah. And so I sold on the benefits of having, you know, my mom at the crib. Uh, you know, so we built a bigger house, sold my mama house, built a bigger house so we can all coexist, you know, black folk in room. And uh and so uh, uh so but, but my mom I think is extremely proud because you know she was never afforded the type of lifestyle that we live today and what I mean by that is just going out to eat whenever you want to you know I'm talking about just just little stuff I'm not trying to act like oh we live this grandiose lifestyle but just being able to order off all lips of the menu that's right you know? I understand yeah. no no yeah. I'm the only child you know? as well I'm a you know yeah. I was raised by a single parent I completely know you know yeah. that's all life I mean I'm in fifth grade my mom's like you balance that checkbook, and if you want them jeans, if you find some money, yeah. if you find some money in there, then maybe you can have some jeans. But you balance that checkbook first. <laughs> so you know you live a real life. So I, I completely hear and know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, we live a completely different life, or at least sure. I do. Then you know I'm raising my family different than the way I was raised, and so it is nice um, to have them here. I would say lately. Cause you know, we were gone for many years, but since we came back, my mom is kind of part-time living with us. And it is a lot of, uh, she comes back and forth from Dallas. Yeah, a lot of help. We need help. We need help. Yeah. But you know what, Shay, the thing of it is, our people, black people, we struggle with family living together. 
we because, do. because the way we grew up, because even how I grew up with my mom and my dad, I knew at 18, I had a decision that needed to be made. I was on the shot clock. My mom was like, listen, on board, you know, because we look at 18 as being grown. So you like either you going to college. Right, where you going? going? To service, or you going to the streets. But you, you got to get out of here, you know? And so we always preaching in our homes, independence, independence, independence. That's right. But then if you a lot of other um, ethnicities, yes, they stay together so they're strong enough to branch out, you know? Well, we used to do this. Like, we feel like, right, we used to, you know, be one of those cultures that had multi-generations living together. I mean, I grew up that way. Like, until I was nine, I lived in, with my grandmother and my mom's siblings because they were all teenagers. Right, right. So we all lived together until my mom could afford, you know, you know, and she moved to Dallas. My family's from Tyler. So we made the transition, you know, and that was a big deal, you know, for her to, to leave and depart, you know, the entire family and to start something new. So I think we've come away, once we feel like we've made it, so to speak, that we kind of come away from some of these cultural norms. And I'm with you, like, I'm very grateful for the help that I get from my family because, and, you know, it's very helpful. We all, you know, these families, you know, now we're, we're everyone's working, you know, before like maybe one person worked or that sort of thing. But if we're both having, you know, our space, then we do need additional help, right? So, um, so you know, good for Erica for being smart enough to say, yes, let's do this. <laughs> so I'm with you. So tell me what's next for Marcus? Like, what's on the horizon? Are you on the road? Are you touring? What's happening now because of COVID and, and that sort of thing? Well, yeah, definitely I'm still on the road. Um, doing a lot, well, doing COVID, did a lot more virtual shows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of dying down and um, travel has picked up, you know, again, people are doing in-person events now. So uh, what's next? I don't, I wish I knew. And sometimes I don't even want to know, you know, okay. I like being wild and yeah, I like being shocked and surprised, you okay. know, about how how life gonna take you, where it's gonna go, you know, just like this COVID is surprised, you know, was a surprise. <laughs> well, if you like surprises, <laughs> yeah, then you I got mean, But you know, but you learn a lot about yourself when life throws you a lot of curves or, you know, when things not going the way, you know, you planned. And, uh, you know, how you handle those things kind of show you the type of character that you have. And so I embrace it. I mean, yep. you know, that don't mean I like it all the time, but I do embrace it because I love looking back saying, man, do you remember when? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The old better place. So, mm -hmm. you know, I do enjoy that. Yeah, so uh, whatever <laughs> next, I'm ready, though. So, Marcus, can we say, you know, do you feel like you've made it? Is that a thing for you? Like, do you feel that way? Because we left, like, you know, before we left, you know, you were doing kind of like your show, whatever. We go away for like eight years. We come back, it's like, dang, go Marcus! We, you know, so there's a lot of pride in when we see you, you know, out there doing your thing. So, yeah. you know, to us from the outside looking in, it's like, you know, he, he made it. But do you feel that way? Oh, uh, well, I guess if you put it like that, no, I think I'm making it. You making it? I've, yeah, I don't think I've made it. I think made it, you know, because I still pay bills. <laughs> 
you know, you know, to me, make, when you made it, you know, that means you own your house. I mean, I own my house. Right. I have two houses. I own them, but I'm paying for them. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just own them straight out where I got my, oh, right. I'm just, just, Right, right. You like know, you were doing serious chill mode. I, I hear you. I yeah, hear so you. I would say I'm making it. You're making but, it. Yeah, but made it, nah. I like it. I like it. You say you're an author. So why don't you tell us a little about your book? Yeah, so in 2014, I believe, yeah, that was the year, I wrote a book called Hustle and Faith. Mm, Hustle okay. and Faith. Yeah, uh, and it was really stuff that I was talking about, and Miss Yolanda Adams was like, man, you need to put it in a book. You know, basically, she was a pimp. She was like, the game should be sold, not told. And so, um, and so I put it, <laughs> I, uh, I, just, I just wrote the book, and the book was based off of the time I was born up until 2014. At that time, like I say, I was uh, a professor, radio host, and a comedian. And so it was just it was just talking about I got here by way of hustle and faith. I like and, uh, it. I used my uh, my my religious or my biblical background where it says faith without works is dead and basically it's if, if you heard if you 21st century urban vernacularize it is saying <laughs> oh faith need a job you know you, you just can't believe you got to get out and do some things and so the book is just laced with stories and incidents and things of that nature about how I got to be the where you are I love that and that, and that, so that was it, hustle and faith. And it was God honors your faith, but he rewards your hustle. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you are a great writer. <laughs> I like everything. I like all your mantras. <laughs> you did this communication thing, Marcus. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I do my best. I do my best. Now, what yeah. about other, what about, you know, young comedians that's coming behind you and, you know, what kind of, you know, natural advice are you giving these days? Really, I need advice from them. You know, these new comedians that's uh, doing their thing, you know, it's a different type of comic. I'm more of a classic comedian, traditional comedian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now the new comedians are on social media, you know, with the skits. Mm. Yeah. All that, and that's really not my forte. That's not my thing, but that's where the world is uh, right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like I don't have any hate on them or anything like that, but I don't think I'm in a position to even, you know, tell them because these guys are making money hand over fist, you know, because they just know how to do social yeah. media where they get paid by Facebook and so forth and so on. And I have no clue, you know what I'm saying? And so even though they may can't um, touch me on stage, I see. They, um, but but they, I can't know, I can't see them on social media. You know what I mean? So I don't know. So what do you think that, you know, I would say one ingredient, if you feel like, you know, to be successful in the, in the area of comedy, what exact? What would be that one thing that someone would need? I think for me, 
Um, I would go with uh, authenticity, I believe. Okay. You know, I think what's worked for Marcus D. Wiley over the years is I've been me. And, yeah. And that makes it relatable to people. Uh, even if people don't like me, at least they don't like me. They don't like a representation of me. Like, it's been me. And so, because, uh, you know, I think when I get on stage, you know, I, I want to be real. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they say real, recognize real. So, if, if that be the case, then, so that's what I would say, authentic, you know, being authentic. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely contest to that. I think you are very much on stage who you are off stage, and I think that's really refreshing, especially as you're making it. <laughs> uh, you know, people change, and so you know, kudos for 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 always, you know, being you. So um, I appreciate you being here. I cannot even tell you the pride that you know I know people you know around me and just people who know you. Um, that you might not even know that I know. It's like, oh, okay, you know, but yeah. we're all just so, you know, just so proud of you. So congratulations and thank you. It's an honor for you to be here. I'm so blessed and honored that you would oblige <laughs> with your presence. <laughs> um, I feel like people are learning from other people. And that's, you know, that is how we actually learn. So this is what this space is all about. So you sharing your space um, and your journey with us is, is, is it's gonna be great. Really showing how connections really, really work. So, and literally just making a phone call, just like, I mean, it's not like we talk every day. Like, hey, Marcus, Bev, let me see if you're gonna say yes. <laughs> Look at me on my little old podcast, let's do it. <laughs> Don't despise little beginnings. That's what the Bible say. That's right. I love it. I love. It. I love all of your mantra. Uh, I need to. I need for you to send me an inspirational quote of the day. That needs to be <laughs> kind of one of your things. <laughs> that needs to be next week. So what next? You need to get you an inspirational book and do your quotes per day. I, I bet you can do really well with that. I like them. I, I bet if I go look through all my all my scripts, I probably can probably can pull it off. You can do it. I know. I, I can. I can. You and you and dropped about ten today. So <laughs> in thirty minutes, you got this. Good job. Good job. Marcus, thank you. All right, tell Scott I said what up. I sure will. See you later. Right. Hugs to Erica and the kids. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 